Hello, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? Okay, so I have been living in this uh, great state of Utah for the last 16, 18 years. And I got to tell you something. This is a wild, strange place, <laughs> to say the least. I grew up uh, in Los Angeles, California, and in Mexico City. And I would like to tell you that I have seen some pretty wild stuff in my day. Uh, I grew up during the crack, crack cocaine epidemic close to Inglewood in Los Angeles. Um, also, I, uh, I, I saw and some of my relatives were involved in the Rodney King riots. Uh, in Mexico, I was there for the 1995, er 1985 earthquake, uh, the World Cup. I mean, I've seen some stuff in my day, but the most interesting sociological experiments that I have ever been a part of is here in Utah. And so I would like to speak to you and explain to you why. Thank you very much. And let's go. Okay, so one of the most interesting aspects that I find about life here in Utah, or even Mormon life throughout the world, is the sociocultural aspects of the LDS faith and their cultural aspects in contrast to other people in other parts of the world, or even people that moved into Utah. And that is why I'm doing this particular series right now. And I used to work for the temple department for, for many years. And I've, I've been lucky enough to travel through many different countries. I've been to South America. I've been to Europe. I've been to uh, a lot of Mexico. And I've heard stories about Africa. I've heard stories about Asia and from very reliable friends. And... They're all very intriguing because there's no other religion that compares, or at least major religion. Uh, I've, you know, I've been exposed to uh, the Catholic faith, to Scientology, to, to Judaism, and there is just so many weird things about the LDS Church. Maybe weird in a good way or in a bad way. You know, it depends on the way you want to look at it. And so let's start from the beginning, from the very beginning. Uh, there is no secret that Utah was founded by Brigham Young as a way to escape persecution from the American federal government. Uh, while Joseph Smith was not only a prophet, but a governor of the cities, that, of the Mormon cities that were founded or were integrated, uh, they somehow found ways to not become the person non grata. You know, the, the federal government or the state government never really, really liked them because of the things they did and the things that they didn't do. Uh, one of the biggest problems with, with the Mormons was polygamy. And also back then, and even today, um, the federal government doesn't look very fondly upon mixing uh, church and state. And therefore, newspapers talked bad about Joseph Smith and the LDS church because he considered himself a prophet and uh, a governor. 
and also had a lot of wives. Uh, some of them, uh, some of them are underaged, uh, but that's according to our standards. I'm not familiar with uh, with the standards of that particular day, and so it would have been very easy to assume that these men was uh, taking advantage of the people that followed him. And when Brigham Young arrived into Utah, this was Mexican territory, and this is now. Very new. This was uh, something that they had been doing. In fact, they did it after uh, the federal government basically told Utah, you need to stop the practice of polygamy. And some of the members of the church did not want to abide that law. And they went to Colonia, they went to Colonia Juarez in the south and they went to Cardston, Canada in the north uh, to continue their polygamy um, culture and avoid persecution. And so that plants a very interesting pattern. And this pattern is the pattern of isolation. It's kind of like, uh, you don't want to deal with us, so we use you know in the way we are, so therefore we're going to form our, our little colony and, and we're going we're gonna to do our thing and, you know, forget you and we're going to do our thing. <laughs> and so... This changed a, a, a little bit here in Utah. Once the railroad started to, to cross uh, to, to cross Utah, once roads started to be built, and so the Mormons, the LDS faith, was acknowledged to be kind of like there, but it was not very well known or understood. Uh, the LDS Church had been kept outside the national international eye. Uh, for the most part, until President McKay became friends with a very famous Hollywood actor named uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Uh, these uh, also changed the temple ordinance work because the President McKay had the brilliant idea. This is published in the book. I'm not saying anything uh, that, uh, that is secret or anything. This has been uh, <clears throat> published. And so President McKay basically said, I want to have movies as opposed to have uh, character, I mean, actors uh, to be able to display the, 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 the temple work. And as a result, these um, started to, make, to, to create more of a mass movement of members within the church to go and do temple ordinances. Uh, which is also pretty public. I'm not describing, not you know, this, I'm not uh, sealing any secrets. And um, these, and then the the 1996 60 minute interview with President Hinckley, it really opened the lid to the Mormon religion, to not only to not only nationally but also to the rest of the world. And this was done. Uh, to expand the LDS agenda of conversion. Um, but to be perfectly honest, it also it lacked member retention because the, I think the culture of member retention is very difficult to, 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 to maintain. And, but, as more, but as Mormons opened their arms to the world at large, the, the world brought a huge closet filled with skeletons such as uh, civil rights conflicts, homosexuality, blended families, mental health problems, but it also opened the door to a lot of money. And in fact, uh, 
one very clear indication of how that changed, especially during the 80s, it was uh, before the media expansion of the LDS church, members, uh, LDS members had to pay more than 10% tithing to finance the construction of temples in their areas. And of, of course, as many of you are aware, today the LDS church has liquid assets and land assets worth in the hundreds of billions of dollars. And this history has placed the LDS church in a very unique and uncomfortable position. The LDS church is standing uh, intellectually in its 1950s cultural values, while the world has progressed to civil rights movements, suffra uh, women's suffrage movements, uh, such as uh, the Me Too movement, and the, the diversification of world culture at large. Uh, you know, the world is not going to stop in the 1950s. It's going to progress and it's going to have to adapt to the particular changes that are happening worldwide. And as it was expected, with missionary work throughout the world, immigrants from diverse parts of the world uh, have come to Utah in the last 20 years uh, in, in mass. Uh, these immigrants, of course, brought their, their cultures with them, uh, their, you know, their, their customs and their problems and, you know, their, their blessing that it is them. Uh, and I don't think that the LDS Church was ready for the integration of so many people into their church. Uh, I think that the culture of the LDS faith, it's still kind of archaic and it's not very malleable. And this creates a lot of problems for old members and new members. And... This has left many generational members and many new members in a state of desolation and pain, and uh, and, and no one can expect, and no one is expected to conform to all of those things. And therefore, we have all five have found the many different ways to cope and reconcile those differences with within ourselves. And as faith has it. Uh, a lot of us and um, families, because this is a very family-oriented uh, religion, uh, sometimes some of those people don't want to leave the church because they don't want to leave their, their acceptance of their family because sometimes the LDS church looks doesn't look very fondly upon members of the church that have left. Uh, sometimes kids cannot play with other kids, whereas before they were best friends because they left the church. And there are a lot of problems with, the, with, the, with reconciling our differences. I think that the LDS Church has done a very poor uh, performance at accommodating to homosexuals within their church. I think that a lot of cultural aspects about the new coming members is suppressed. Uh, because the Mormon faith it has its own culture, uh, and it's pretty boring, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it is uh, it's pretty Victorian. Uh, there is not a lot of room for for dance and music and poetry, which a lot of members of the church come with uh, from places like Latin America, like Africa, and. You know, the, 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 the culture is not very malleable. 
and there's a festival that they do, I think, or they used to do uh, once a year where they celebrate the different types of cultures and members um, do these type of uh, celebrations. But that only happens here in Utah. I don't think there's uh, similar types of events for outside of Utah. And, you know, that's a problem because we need, if the church of, of the, the LDS church is the church of Christ, it, need to be, it needs to be the church of, of the people of Christ. Uh, it, there shouldn't be a, any type of suppression of, of, of cultural aspects on, you know, that, you know, as long as they don't deviate from, from the laws and, and, and the commandments of the church. But I think more of an effort should be made to be more accepting. And I think the LDS Church has a, has a hard time doing that. And this is the reason why I'm doing this particular uh, series, is because I think that we as people need to understand why, if we left the church, why did we leave it? Not because we want to go back to the church, but because... We, it is a great opportunity for us to be able to understand what is it that makes us happy, or what are what are the things that make us unhappy, or if we if we if we remain in the church, then why are the things about the church that make us happy? Uh, what, what what kind of comfort do we do we take from 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 being in the faith? Anyway, so uh, that's my the meal for today, and uh, next week I'll come up with a, with a couple more episodes. Uh, within this series, within this uh, topic. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to me and have a great one. Have a great week. Bye-bye.